This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me, you not gonna do nothing, you are not above me, I bet you wish you was me, I know it, I know. What is poppin' everybody, and welcome back to another special episode of the Only Friends Podcast, where you know, I'm here with my Only Friends and my boy Torque Two is in the building today. You know, my You're man, in the building. Today. I was finding out what Torque Two was doing today. You know what he said? He said I'm gonna go register for the 1600 tomorrow. I said, gotta get there early, man. <laughs> you gotta get there early if you want to play on time and not wait in line. Why? Why? <laughs> you broke! You broke, Berkey. <laughs> Why are there Moroccos? <laughs> no, they got they got little tortoises on. Yeah, they're little tortoises. Nobody can fucking see that. Well, now they know. Guapo, help the people out. I got him. I got him. Yeah, you know, because you know the little tortoises. You know, we found them in the Bahamas, and you know we mm-hmm. had to bring them back for the pot. <laughs> yeah, you know? okay. yeah. Look at that. You see, look now. The, yeah. Now everybody knows about mm-hmm. the tortoise shakers. I mean, we're on and popping in here. Look at where your eyes are directed. <laughs> you look like you're up to no good. <laughs> well, uh, look at your did, eyes, man. We can't fixed. see your eyes. I know. I'm, I figured out that it's not the feeling of dread. It's just a sinus infection. You look good, you look good <laughs> I'm going for the in between of winter sports and uh, summer attire here. With the flip, I think with those the, glasses with look, the, they look so good on you that I'm afraid I might not get them back. Wow. Wow. Have you have you met a snowboarding mama yet? That's gonna get you out on the slopes. <laughs> possible i need i need uh you need this i need someone <laughs> to to ride with i, I can't I find your the own winter. muscle mommy snowboarding queen the only thing that i think about <laughs> when i think about landing and snowboarding is landing going outside in like shorts no fucking uh socks and like a t-shirt like i'm ready to go guys that's w riz baby <laughs> impeccable i didn't have thermals when we went that one day no I just you didn't but you didn't leave the bunny hill either so like you literally could have been in a t-shirt and shorts and been fine yeah i'll might, get there might find a bunny on the bunny hill <laughs> <laughs> all i found was uh nothing <laughs> I, thought, I didn't. I didn't find the will to snowboard more than three times. Mm-hmm. No, he didn't. He sat at the top. Uh, when I call this a hill, I, I mean it's a bump. A little it's a bump. Big exaggeration. Like, where did you guys go? Uh, we were in Tahoe, but um, there's a gradient. Yeah, there. there uh, on the Nevada side, there's this very small side area that they have for the for the instructors. Uh-huh. Oh, I think okay. I know what you're talking. Uh, about. It's so small. That it doesn't have a lift. Oh. It just has a uh, like a uh, conveyor belt that takes you up. Which that's not that uncommon, but just know that they only use the conveyor belts when it's a very small amount of distance, yeah, yeah. right? So it's like you know you could walk up it and not get gassed. And uh, I was taking them up. It, it honestly, it's like it's kind of a terrible place to learn <clears throat> if you've ever been on a snowboard at all. Like Melissa has snowboarded once or twice before. So for her, it was useless because the gradient is so flat that you can't pick up enough speed to actually... Like, I fell down it three times. Is it like the, is it like, uh, like the same as like the uh, tubing? Uh, same conveyor. Right. Cause when, when a we, third the, the yeah, distance. Oh, it's not even as steep as, as the... Literally one third the distance. Oh, wow. Yeah. The um, one in Park Slope was pretty small, too. Park City, yeah. That's what we, when uh, we went Park tubing. City, yeah. We went up the conveyor belt. No, it wasn't a conveyor belt. It was a ski lift. No, that, that was the conveyor lift. belt was for tubing. 
For tubing. Brian didn't come skiing with us. Oh, okay. Yeah, I meant for tubing. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Gotcha. Um, to, toward no, tubing. the one toward in Park tubing. City is not... It, it's tubing. the... It gets open at the end. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah. what it is. That, that's a legit run. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> what I'm talking about is not. It, no, it's this like, was not that. You would get bored sled riding down it. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> like, get, considering how slow the conveyor belt is to get back up yeah. it, and how short of a ride it is down, you would get bored very quickly. I definitely but was not feeling it that day. It's, it's a good place to, like, learn the techniques of what to do. Yeah. Uh, if you've literally never been on a board before, like Henry and, and Landon. Yeah. Uh, he was just over it. How is Henry on the board? He, uh, Landon had the highest upside, like, for sure, uh, without question. It was clear Melissa had done it before, but, like, his technique for having never stood on a board before was actually by far the best of the three. Um, I was cooking. Henry, Henry was okay. He couldn't... Uh, he kept saying he just wanted to send it down the hill. And I was like, okay, well then just like, you know, do no. it. Like it's, it's literally nothing. You're not going to hurt yourself. You're just going to send then, it down the two foot gradient. And then every time he would just like bail like one second in. Uh, <laughs> but no, like he, he, I think he would have been fine. Like the idea would have been that we go on a green run the next day. Uh, so that they can actually get into the open on a decent like grade fall for real. Yeah. And like, you know, kind of get used to it. Um, and I think Henry would have been fine. I actually think Landon would have been fine too, but yeah, I wasn't, wasn't feeling, feeling it. it. I, w I was trying to, you did try. <laughs> I was trying to like, so I unstrapped it. I was like, actually like maneuvering them down the hill and I was trying to, uh, show them, uh, like front edge versus back edge. And when I kept trying to like navigate Henry, he was just only interested in going whatever the opposite direction was that I was trying to, to show and I'm like no 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 oh whatever just go <laughs> there's a lot of stretching you probably have to do prior like I remember like you could strain your groin pretty easily on a snowboard no you're yeah. fixed well, skis like, you could strain your groin it's mm. your back man you look dark side right now yeah I'm I don't like this hood up you uh, look you absolutely very look dark side like an idiot <laughs> <laughs> you look completely normal and fine. I mean, you looked a little douchey, but like total, no, total W Riz with like the, the hood, hood down. You the like hood, the hood? You look like an idiot. Uh, well, look, I just got to test things out as they go. Right. Uh, trial and this, error. Yeah, trial. This sinus infection is kind of annoying, but like the glasses actually help because this light is right there. Mm -hmm. Bright only, light. Like I'm like a gremlin right you now. You don't got to explain it away, man. You look fresh, you know? You know what I think about people that cry about sinus infections? Hmm. Don't do Big it. Big cry babies. There's no crying. Oh. It's just what it is. <laughs> Welcome back, Conrad. We've so we've crying. missed your uh, positivity <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> hashtag positivity. You know your Special amazing influence positivity. on the. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad making fun of him now because I thought at first it was just the word special, but now I like hear him talk and I recognize yeah, it in you every guys word know, that like, has You guys S. are literally making fun of somebody that has like a, a speech impediment man. his whole life. How do you feel? I didn't speak till I was three. You guys should feel like real pieces of shit. You mm -hmm. know, Twitter's going to come after you for this one. You guys just... <laughs> Man, He's not I'm kind of scared because I'm pretty sure there's a story of like Einstein not being able to speak and like not speaking intentionally until he was like three or four. Uh -huh. The guy has nothing to say. What, like, what do you want me to say? Yeah, I got shit to You're say just the guys. next Einstein. <laughs> I can make fun of his speech. I might go the other route, just like stop speaking altogether now. <laughs> You're just done. Just over it, man. Can't take it anymore. Uh, so how was New York, Connie? Oh, she was popping. It was good. Yeah, take Spent the, some time with wifey. Take the wifey out for Valentine's. Yeah, we had, mm -hmm. oh, she took me out. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be nice.
What an incredible. Yeah, we had a great, great time. What an incredible life you live. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we had, um, we had a good time. Yeah. yeah. We got to play with a puppy. A puppy's the best. She's a little crazy girl. She's like five years old and she just wants to be rubbed all the time. Yep. So you've been in Vegas for four years now? No. Longer. Five years? Yes. Yeah. You've been in Vegas for five years. You've been in this relationship for 13. Yeah. And you guys are 3,000 miles apart. Yeah. And never see each other. Ah, like once every other month. This is a dream. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Burke. This is the best relationship I've ever heard in my life. Berkey's jealous. Very sustainable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just it is. Pick random trips throughout the year, travel together, and then call it quits. It's pretty like, great, well, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you, man. Good for you. All right. What's uh, what's next on the agenda? I'm here. I'm here at the podcast at the Only Friends podcast because there's poker down the block. There's the Only Friends podcast here, and I go back and forth. Every That's day. good because I don't know if you know this, but we pay you now. And uh, ever since you started getting a check, you stopped showing up. I know it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. I started thinking about that too. I was like, damn, you know. Ever since this I started guy, getting paid, I've been there like twelve podcasts. Yeah, yeah. it's hilarious. Like he, has, he hasn't been here for like a week. He's like, "Hey, can I get that? Uh, can I get that payment? Uh, yeah, so much laughter be had here." You know, it's like I was just getting back. It was back payment, you know. Mm, what do you back call payment that? For, what do you call back payment? What, what are we back paying for exactly? You know, it's just like the beginning. The yeah. laugh track. What was it was there like? Yeah, a it was like two hundred and fifty dollars charge episodes. for laugh yeah. track. And by the way, that laugh track is pretty fucking expensive. You know how much I would charge for my laugh track? At least six figures. I feel like you would have to charge for the laugh track. Go ahead and just put it on the tab, big guy. (laughs) All right. How about that? So now you're on my tab. (laughs) (laughs) The tab is just switched. Oh, Oh my God. I didn't even realize. Uh, Guapo, did you put it? I already already had it. Wait, but you put it over his actual can of Coca-Cola? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that straw. Like, the straw is perfectly on there. No, that's actually the straw. That's the straw. It's the real straw, yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, man. Welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's fucked up. You gotta gotta move it on him. I had to make sure I put it in the exact spot. I didn't want to fuck up Guapo. No, you missed him a little bit, but he'll get. He'll take care of it. Little to the right. Little to the right. Guapo, you're doing the Lord's work. All right, we have a podcast to do today. (laughs) Uh, That what we do here? We're we're going to talk about some things. Uh, It's actually kind of. It's been a big streaming week for for cash games in general. I would say. Um, Yeah, and maybe it's just. Maybe it hasn't been that big of a week, but it's been a notable week because it's uh, probably the first week I can remember in quite some time where it hasn't just been Hustler that's been the must-see TV. Right. Um, Live at the Bike did a week with Robbie, uh, culminating yesterday in a 50-100 game. I believe Frankie from Next Gen Poker played. Johnny Vibes played. Mickey played. This guy's weird, man. Uh, Dude, don't. Now nah, you're gonna. Yeah. Uh, you can't well, no, that's me. why I'm doing it. <laughs> this guy talks shit for no reason. Uh, I didn't say anything mean about him, but yeah, uh, some creature. He just. <laughs> <laughs> I like Mickey. Um, yeah. I do, Very but entertaining. But I also don't understand him at all. So uh, I don't think he was meant to play yesterday. He randomly decided to hop in and play, which is great. But he brought 10k. I don't, I don't get it, man. Where, where are these fucking duffel bags of cash? Like, let's fucking get it in the mix. Mm. So he was there for 20 minutes. 
before he got eradicated. And uh, the game played on. Game went on without him. Um, I didn't see any of the final results. Uh, I didn't see like how Robbie played or uh, anybody else. I saw Johnny actually played a tough hand. Well, maybe not that tough. Uh, he bet folded trips on the river where a flush had come in and Ozzy Al, of course, had the nuts because that's my guy, <laughs> Mr. Nuts himself. Mr. I have the nuts all the time. <laughs> um, you got to be. Can't yeah. lose that way. Yeah, but I didn't, I didn't really see uh, how anything else played. Uh, I'd like to kind of go back and watch it a little bit because I'm curious if when the stakes are a little bit smaller, if Robbie's a little bit more in the mix. Uh, I, I really don't know how to s- explain this phenomenon. I mean, she's just like a completely different human being. I mean, that than what we saw in Hustler. That's kind of to be expected a little bit, isn't how? it? What do you mean, how? Look what just happened <laughs> I'm to just this keep girl. My mouth but, shut. but like, but, how how could you ever go from being the type of player that would rate click raise? It's not like it was okay, a one off. How, how could this happen? <laughs> well, you from that point. <laughs> All the things that happened in between her playing, that's how. No. I that, mean, like, but her why? Game. Why? That doesn't influence how you play the game. Sure it does. Okay. You think she's not a little gun shy after all that? How could you just stop thinking about the game the way that you think about the game and turn into an old man coffee is my question. I mean... I, like, no matter how much criticism comes across the board for any player's no matter who they are, be it Phil Hellmuth or uh, an old man coffee type who gets criticized on a stream or whatever the case may be, no matter who you look at, zebras don't change their stripes. I mean, look at Phil. If they're loose, they're loose. If they're tight, they're tight. We we give Phil so much shit, and then he did the no look. No look. Ace King. Tight stayed (laughs) tight. (laughs) I mean, like, tight stayed tight, loose stays loose. Like, it's very difficult to just pull a complete and utter 180. Phil wasn't so tight with those kings. They're kings. <laughs> yeah, kings. On a four flush board? Yeah, but he's an old man coffee. That's, that's like problem. he was just over emotionally invested in a hand that was really strong. That was really that was a really weird that was a really weird situation. Like I was really like, wait, what the That fuck? hand exactly? Yeah, like wait, what nah, the he, fuck he wanted out of there, man. It just happened. I, I know that feeling. Right. I've been there before where like you're getting your face kicked in and you finally feel like you're in a really opportunistic spot where you're you have a profitable hand and the board just like runs out in a way where it fucks you. And it's like you have this you have this sunken cost mentality of like, well, this is gonna be the last decision I make today. I can promise you that. And it's either going to be right or wrong. If it's right, I'm going to be emotionally relieved and maybe I can play well thereafter. If it's wrong, I'm fucking out of here. Berkey, you would never fucking put another dollar in that river. No, of course, but I, I'm <laughs> saying I know like the what situ- it, yeah, I know right, the mentality. Right, right, right. Like, yeah, I played a hand like this first Garrett uh, where he was immediately to my left and he had just been God-moding that session, but I didn't realize it. I felt like he was just like absolutely destroying me. I felt like I was just getting massively outplayed. Yeah. Um, but I went back and watched and it's just like he had the hands over and over and over again which is more I frustrating him, yeah right <laughs> I four bet him with kings uh, and so it went like I open kings he three bets Eric Hicks cold calls the three bets I four bet they both call and then it comes uh, like nine high all hearts and I have kings with the king of hearts and I see bet and Garrett raises and I, I just remember that feeling of like well, fuck it. I'm going broke here. I, I like 
if he flopped a flush, God bless this, this guy. Like, I've had enough. Um, and, like, I, I went into that mentality of just, like, my hand, is, it's a four-bet pot with kings. My hand is worth way too much. Like, I don't care. But we were giga deep. We were, like, you know, three or four pots deep whenever, uh, or maybe more, maybe, like, five pots whenever we arrived to the flop. Yeah. And I bet like quarter he raises whatever. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Nothing fucking raises here. Like, what the fuck is going on? I know this feeling. And I'm just like, I, whatever. I'm trapping at this point as far as I'm concerned. So I, I, Hicks folds, I call, turns like the ace of spades and it goes check, check. And I'm just like, what, what, what is going on here? Like, he has no offsuit ace X in his range. So he doesn't have the naked ace of heart. I go, okay, he must have flopped the nuts. And like, now he has the board crippled. So he's going to check back because he's like, whatever. Uh, I think the river may have paired or maybe it bricked. I don't remember. And I checked again and he just jammed for like pot and a half. And I finally came back around to like, okay, logic is going to allow me to escape here. But like emotionally, <laughs> I want to just punt off all my chips. Yeah. Uh, so I ended up folding and he, had, he just had nines uh, where he flopped top set. <clears throat> and I was like, okay, like whatever. But if I were more irrational in that moment, uh, I would have just like rocketed it off either on the flop or on the river. Yeah, there are definitely like times in other yeah. tournaments or situations where for me, that'll happen where I know in theory my hand's indifferent, but playing versus an obscure line where someone finds a check raise, finds a turn barrel on a card that people don't normally barrel, and then jams. Where I'm looking at a hand, I'm like, oh, I know this isn't different in theory, but practically they have it. Every time, no matter mm -hmm, what it right. is, it just exists. Yeah. And trying to out-think the, I folded too much today, I've gotten raised too much today, I'm just going to put the money in because I know it's indifferent and go home, even though I know this is actually torching, is a very real thing. And it's easy to go full circle and say, oh, I know my hand's indifferent in theory, but it's actually just coping with what you already know to be true. Yeah. And being like emotionally people like, yeah, they human. let the, their emotions get the best of them a lot of times where it's like a guy might just fold for like an hour or two hours. And then all of a sudden he raises four pots in a row and someone thinks they're just getting out of line. And on the fifth time they raises, they just like punt it off and you're just like, and he just shows up with aces. It's like, he just got raises every hand. They're like, no, he just got dealt five good hands in a row. It yeah. happens. Yeah. Yeah. But people just get <laughs> so emotionally charged and then make these huge mistakes. Yeah, so I guess like uh, bringing that full circle back to the the Robbie, Robbie conversation, it's like uh, what what would have been easy to take away from the hustler streams that we saw her play is that she plays based off of sheer emotion, right? So like, give her the benefit of the doubt. Uh, nothing nefarious happened. She was just playing off of like pure and utter emotion, right? Mm -hmm. Fine. Uh, if, if that's the case, so be it, right? Fast forward now to the bike. What happened? I, I don't understand. Like how, and, and maybe this is just like the evolution of a newer player that I'm too far removed from to, to, to see. Yeah. She also could have got happen. a lot of like, maybe like coaching. And coaching would not do this though. Bad like, coaching would. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess. No, like, I right now, but I mean, like maybe it was like as simple as like, you should really tighten up and people are going to think you're crazy. And but bro, she's like, for it and, she's like, she's like, it just jam it in like she did with the Queens. You know no, what I mean? but like no. the Queens, Queens was the only time. And there were many situations where like, she could have been all in with top tier hands pre and wasn't like Queens being a good example. She called a three bet, called a four bet. 
never never putting in an aggressive action. Mm -hmm. She had ace king post flop yeah. multiple times in like three bet, four bet, five bet pots where she flopped like a ton of equity and just mucked. And yeah. she was never the aggressor in any of those hands. Right, right. And like, that's what I'm saying. Like, how do you go from like calling jack four off pre floating flop like turning nothing she also might be gun shy to go to take a marginal hand and just go with it because of what happened There's i'm just saying for giving her the benefit well, of the we're, 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 far, we're far removed from marginal when we're talking about ace king we, we don't know what she considers marginal you know either. what we're missing what happened in the middle there was hustler there was what happened on the bike the last the last couple days and then in the middle she was playing blackjack and did not <laughs> fucking hit on a 12 or 13 when the dealer was showing a king. All right? And I saw this with my own goddamn eyes. So, okay, but, like, to me, that aligns with how she's playing now. Yes. Yeah. Well, that, like, that's, yes, yes. that's risk aversion. Yes, yes, right? yes. And she played very risk averse in the, all these live at the bike sessions. That's right. the whole point I'm getting at, is you can't go from being so risk on mm -hmm. that you're click-inducing with Jack High on <laughs> 10... 10, 9, <laughs> 4, or 10, 10, 9, 3. Uh, you, you can't go from like click inducing calling off, risk on type of profile to risk off where you're just check folding to 20% pot with ace king on jack 10, 9. It's just not a thing. Right. I and mean, like, it's not like the jack 4 was a one off yeah. in this behavior, right? We saw her do the same thing with. Uh, whatever the ace high hand was versus um, she had ace king. She had ace king versus in position. Yeah, versus Eric. Um, I don't remember what he, he had like a worse ace high or something like that. But she like basically value clicked ace king high on like you know a seven six three two board or, or or something like very innocuous where it's like okay what the fuck has happened i mean <laughs> we're raising that hand for value versus like just check folding listen, to 20 percent the, the pot. woman is an anomaly i don't think we're ever going to figure her out no i, 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 try. I, I, I know exactly what just happened <laughs> true colors are being shown now you had a little bit of, uh, i don't know maybe a little assistance before i don't know i don't i don't know if it's that honestly I like i don't know if it's an indication of of cheating or any any sort of behavior uh that that like corroborates all of the conspiracies that are out there but again much like the jack forehand i think that it's just like noteworthy that it appears to be anomalous. I feel like, much better after seeing that and what's happening on the bike about my t takes previously. That's all I know. It feels like it feels great. And like, because you're like, we're never going to have any proof or anything about that situation that happened, like whether it was not cheated or cheated. We're just going to always sit on this like cliff. So, like, you kind of like bring yourself to like your own realization and you guys got to keep it to yourself. Yeah. I mean, and here. This helps. For, for all I know, when it comes to the scale of 0 to 100, from the risk aversion to non-risk averse, we saw two very different versions of the same person that were at roughly, <clears throat> call it 100, if you're going to call the jack forehand what it is, right? The min raise, call off jack high, and then the overfolding, where now in a single raise pot with queen jack on queen xx, it's just finding a fold to a single bet. Like there are things that don't necessarily align and there's not like there's going to be the conclusive answer or evidence, but it's something to think about as to how different things can be in such a short amount of time. And if you want to call it improvement, not improvement, improvement, saying playing solid, not playing solid, they're both 
not great ways of playing poker. <laughs> right. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like you just have queen jack or queen xx, just, just peel one. Might make two pair. Like oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I totally forgot about the that. Queen high, yeah. She just, she, like, no, not queen high. No, the board she was just queen high. She folded queen, queen to one bet yeah. on like queen XX. And granted, it somehow was like miraculously right. correct. Oh, she had queen jack, right? Yeah, she had queen jack. She just defended the big blind, yeah. single raise pot, checks to JD, JDC bets. JD bets 5K to 6, yeah. And she just check folds queen jack on like queen 8-4. Yeah, that's like, that's pretty. It's just like, what the fuck is going on here, man? <laughs> Smack like, me twice, please, because I don't know what the fuck's going. I just, on. I just think like the only explanation to everything that has ever like come out is like Garrett accidentally flashed his hand. Like uh, that's just the end all be all answer to everything is like J Garrett accidentally flashed his hand. <laughs> I, I guess Jaffe wants to know if he can call in from an Uber in a bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're getting Will Jaffe from the Uber. From Please. the Uber, uh, I would, I would love nothing more. Listen, we'll, this we'll guy, send you a the, link. Okay, Will, you, you are the best because you've mentioned solve for why so many times while Berkey was playing as the manager. I'm like this. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's like, doing a really I mean, good it job. Was like, I don't know how much of uh, how how ironic he was being just or he was just saying and lead lead instructor of Salt for Y, Matt Berkey. <laughs> like I haven't I didn't watch it all, mm -hmm. but I watched a decent amount and it seems like Will's doing a pretty good job. Like he he's is. got his own stick mm -hmm. going. Right. Yeah. The driver. Right. You know, he's he's having a good time. Speaking of that, you guys should climb up on a ladder and jump down and smash the, the like button. Wow. <laughs> climb up on a ladder, jump down. You know what? I just smashed that fucking like button. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just for you. Okay, well, I like think it works. Yeah, it works. <laughs> Do the people's elbow under the, under the like button. What, uh, what was the driver reference? Yang. Oh, <laughs> the professional. <laughs> yeah. Professional driver. The professional. Oh, wait, here's what's he... Okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to go too far into this, but I thought this was fucking hilarious. Uh, everybody was like, um, or Maria was asking him, like, you know, what, what do you drive? Like, what, what, what are you? What's your? Why, why is the camera on Conrad? What's going on? Because I'm the prettiest here? one in the room. Just He's leave, not leave talking. With it. Uh, <laughs> trying to set up my boy Jaffe over here. Okay. Mm. Um. So every or Maria was like, you know, oh, you're a race car driver. Like, what do you drive or whatever? And <laughs> Uh, English is clearly a second language, but he, you know, he, he was able to converse a little bit. He goes, Oh, rally car. And I, I look at him, I go like, Oh, like dirt tracks. And he goes, what? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you know, like dirt tracks. Like you, you don't drive NASCAR in a circle. Like you, you do off-roading. And he just looked at me like, no. And then, uh, Ozzy Al was like, no, that's not what rally car is. It's like, uh, round around in a circle. I go, no, I don't think so. And, and we keep debating it for like 15 minutes while this guy is supposedly a professional rally car driver, never corrects anybody. <laughs> I had to go home the next day and Google it to see that I was right. And rally car oh, is like off-road. That's great. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? This guy is not a fucking race car driver. Man. He's been <laughs> nah, in the goddamn no street studying yep. P.O. for the last decade. Mm -hmm. Did you see what he... Well, I forgot the hand history, but when... Uh, What's-his-name has a set? And he, um, he has the ace of spade in his hand. 
Oh yeah, and it goes no, for it. It wasn't no, a set. It, it was a flush. Flush. Oh, I'm sorry. He has a flush. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he went more, for it. Yeah, of course. He knows what he's doing. I've never mm-hmm. seen anybody put in more money with Ace Four and Ace Five suited except for Landon. <laughs> <laughs> I love Ace Five. This guy played more four and five bet pots with fucking Ace Wheel than you have in your young career. <laughs> Landon, I don't know, Landon. man. I played a lot of four and five bet pots. Guys. Man, when, that, when I was watching that hand live, I was like, man, this guy never has a flush, really, does he? No. It just uh, never we, talk, we talked about and, it yesterday. He like, has like three flush combos. Yeah, and the flush is because when he has three four, it's just like, hey, those are most of his flushes here. And this is this is an easy call, but I don't know. That was an interesting. Oh, uh, I trolled him very hard for how long he took. We heard. Uh, it, <laughs> it was great. I, I mean, the thing is, I think it comes off mean, but like it was very much in good fun, and like we were just we were just I, poking it, back. It, it, it came off as in good fun. So it's funny because like it's, I didn't turn up the volume until I was reading the chat, and like it. Comes off fine, but people take it wrong. Well, that's the thing. Like we like, we know Berkey, yeah. So I like I don't know how the general public take because we we understand where Berkey's coming from. Yeah. And he's it's all in good fun. Uh, that's like, exactly does, what I was does thinking. Does the general audience <laughs> and the general public like know that, or they're just like this guy's a dick? Well, here's yeah. the thing: when I <laughs> when I throw zingers at Helmuth, they love it. Right. When I throw a zinger at Lynn or Ozzy Al, yeah. they hate me. Yeah. And so it's just like I'm just gonna. Be me, man. Hey, you know, just I, you should probably only talk to white males. No, <laughs> no. The joke's gotta fly. The joke's gotta fly, as you yeah. as you can clearly see here. Uh, but yeah, anyway, what I was getting back to is this was a big week for stream poker, uh, and it culminates today in the sense that uh, you know, for the past maybe year, hustlers really dominated the scene and nobody else has really put out a comparable stream that will drive eyeballs be it the lineups be it the production be it uh the amount of money being gambled hustlers pretty much won in that arena the entirety of 2022 and this specific week for whatever reason that it all came together this way it kind of got challenged in a bit of uh in very different ways right so the bike challenged them a bit and granted hustlers still want viewership wise but the bike increased their viewership significantly this week yeah. by featuring robbie by featuring helmuth and featuring you also by featuring uh jaffe like bringing in uh, a, a heavy hitter into the commentary booth to kind of navigate through this shit show of uh, <laughs> of, of a parade yeah. that uh that, that we're doing here bringing these personalities out it was a very important uh molding of many aspects together right like lineup curation solid commentary they made some production increases or improvements i didn't actually watch it uh how how was the improvement with the sound were you still hearing like a lot of chip shuffling or was it better Oh, honestly. The sound was great. I, I we could hear the. As you said, you didn't notice it, then it's be- definitely talk better. Really well. Uh, there was an issue with graphics. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, which that that's solvable. That's very easy. It could have just been a new person working, or I don't know what it was, but like, yeah, the, the graphics were behind and, and wrong a lot. How often were that, these that graphics happens. wrong? Cause maybe she didn't have Queen Jack on that Queen High board. Yeah. Mm, no. Well, I don't know. Uh, For someone who does graphics, I I understand if 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 you know if it was like someone. If, if things can go wrong, so like I, I get it. But. Well, Johnny was saying that when his graphics were wrong, when he had trips, <clears throat> and it said that he didn't have trips. Yeah, it was an error from the shuffle before. Right. Um, he said that it, it, it's anecdotal, basically, but he said his graphics have been misread three times between Hustler and Live at the Bike, and all three times it was uh, a lag from the the previous hand yeah and it makes the most sense for that to happen on the bike because what happens is that they're being fed the 
the graphics hours later or whatever the the, the delays on right mm-hmm. so they're laying it over uh many many minutes after it actually had happened mm-hmm. and it's very easy if a hand doesn't get read somewhere or whatever for the person in the studio to to say like oh i must be on the wrong hand right and go back one or uh whatever the case may be so that makes a lot of logical sense to me um it also kind of disproves that Matisau uh saying that Helmuth a hundred percent had ace ten that hand on Hustler, <laughs> where it's like, well, the previous hand he didn't have ace ten, and yeah. uh it seems very strange that the hand would just change from like ace ten to king ten. I mean both it, very meaningful on that board. Yeah, it's very unlikely. It can happen like if the if the dealer pitches the card, the second card, and it's a king and it's supposed to go to the, the person next to him and it just Goes over his reader, both the cards. It could get read no, that way. It doesn't work that way. No, it did. It, it, we did. It happened in uh, right. But the then the other person will have no cards. No, the other person would have uh, a different hand. That's how it happened. So if the other person, um, oh yeah, the other person, the hand he would have read. an unread hand. Right. He, yeah, his right. hand wouldn't read. That, so that's we, what happened. We right. would know when that happens. Correct. Right. And so if all the hands, if everybody got read, has hands, yeah, that's obviously not hands, the case. And that's not the case. Correct. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Um. But anyway, the uh, I don't I don't know how we got off on that side tangent, but <laughs> well, it's us. Sure. We're good at that. Uh, but what I wanted to uh, what I wanted to talk about was this million dollar cash game that PokerGo is putting on today, because uh, you know this is this is one of those things where it's pretty unique, man. Like a lot of money. We like to pretend like this has happened a bunch because we've seen massive games, especially over the last eighteen months uh, yeah. between the the influencer game that ran on hustler um i think we saw something like 1.5 million uh lost in that game um which is a huge 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 amount it's such a weird thing to make such big numbers sound like they're normal like 1.5 million dollars is a lot of dollars but it sounds like oh yeah classic live stream game million dollar buy-in x here it's funny because like a lot of these games, like, yeah, people buy in for a lot, but not a lot, not all the money changes hands. Yeah. I mean, it like, does, but like when you're playing 200, 400, you don't expect there to be a 500K winner. Yeah. Exactly. Really mm-hmm. ever. Like looking back throughout all my years in high stakes when I was playing in Ivy's Room and stuff like that, the amount of times I won a million dollars in a game where you could, I could count them on one hand, right? And the amount of times I lost a million dollars was zero. And we were playing 3 6 12. Yeah. So, a million dollars was less than 10 buy-ins. Mm-hmm. It was only eight buy-ins. The amount of times throughout my career in like 5, 10, 10, 20, all these uncapped games that I want 10 buy-ins are so, so uh, endless, right? Something happens once you start to achieve, uh, you know, house status. Like the money goes in a little bit more carefully. Right. And more importantly, like the biggest losers don't just stick around to go off for 10 buy-ins. Mm-hmm. They're only good for four or five or, you know, whatever <laughs> they have in front of them. Almost right. always... This is the other thing. So, like, we talk about it a lot, but I don't think people understand the the true landscape of uh, high-stakes poker. I think that they think that everything just scales accordingly and it's all linear in nature. So, like, if you're playing 510, you have, you know, 200 buy-ins or 1,000 buy-ins, whatever you consider to be properly rolled, and it's always going to be available to you. So, like, there's never going to be a situation where you're not liquid in a game and you can always keep playing. Uh, And then, you know, whenever we start to see high-stakes and people... Uh, you know, bust out in a session and leave or whatever the case may be. Uh, there's a lot of feedback from the chat where they're just like, oh, you don't have it. You don't have the role, blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, <laughs> well, you don't understand. Like 
this is the nature of the landscape. It's not that you don't have the theoretical role. It's you don't have the physical money right. on you. And this yeah. happens all the time right. with VIPs. I mean, Jesus yeah. Christ, you just lost two, three hundred thousand. Who cares? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, you can bring you can bring ten, twenty thousand dollars to a five ten game. Now scale that up times, you know, times a hundred. Right, say you have 10 million available right. to you, which a lot of these yeah. hedge fund guys do. You're uh, going to roll in there with a suitcase? <laughs> well, it's not even that, right? So say you have 10, say, say like Johnny Hedge Fund has 10 million that he's willing to gamble with, right? right? Uh, and he rolls into town and they're advertising a 100, 200 game. So to be cautious, he sent a half a million, right? right? And that's what he has available to him to play 100, 200. Infinite money as far as the buy-in structure is concerned, right? It's 20K minimum buy-in, let's call it. And then he sits down and everybody buys in for 100. The game's playing relatively deep. Straddles are plenty. Uh, and he wants to kind of get swept up in it. So he buys in for 100. Well, now he has five buy-ins. Now the game switches to 2-4 and the straddles are, are continually going. Four hours in, he's bust mm -hmm. because he's effectively playing with like, you know, two and a half buy-ins right. and he's ill-prepared. So now he wants to continue playing. But he has no access to more money, but everybody knows he has 9.5 million available because he's Johnny Hedge Fund. Right. So now in order for the game to continue or for Johnny to continue to play in the game, I should say, somebody has to have the liquidity to lend to him and be willing to take on that risk. And this going back to like peeling back the curtain of what goes on behind the scenes when it's not on stream. This is how the games exist in the private entity. It's why they're so much more popular than the stream games, because you had guys like JRB or uh, Robo or whatever that were willing to facilitate all of these VIPs and be able to be an intermediator, intermediary in that was able to keep them afloat. Mm -hmm. uh, all, you know, there was a lot of just lending and chip passing back and forth, but scale that down now to whenever you're looking at the professionals, right? Because what's happening is that they may still have that same 10 million available, but they're crowdsourcing 50% of it. 60% of it, 70% of it, right? Mm -hmm. So now that money has to be coming from all different sorts of areas. And uh, it takes a lot more hard vouches to be able to lend and borrow or it takes crypto exchanges to be able to lend and borrow and things of that nature. What ultimately happens is it's not worth it whenever you're talking about playing on stream, being exposed by the camera for no additional EV and only having X amount of time left. Yeah. So you just, you know, everybody has their fixed piggy bank to effectively play off session by session, game by game. And when it expires, they leave. That's why I think it's genius of kind of genius what PokerGo is doing because it's like th that's built into the structure, right? Yep. It's, it's already built into the structure. You have two buy-ins of half a million dollars to play with. So that, that makes it, and, and the escalating blinds is going to continue to drive the action. Yeah. So it's going to be, I mean, wh who knows what we're going to see, but people are going to get short. And then they're they going to start playing like a tournament where they're just like open ripping and, and ripping over blah. You know, we're, we might see some, some crazy action for like, you know, half million dollar pots here and there. Yeah, real, real quick, going back to the high stakes streams and stuff like that. <clears throat> we know of stories where people will have money accessible to them, but not on them, where now they have to write notes and like have things on pieces of paper that say, oh, yeah, I owe you 100K. And yep. that's just a very normal thing to happen in the high stakes arena, where now if you have that in this other setting, you have to be willing to take on some risk 
and know that sometimes you might just get slow paid or get stiffed. And that's just part of the risk that you take for keeping the game there, going. There were plenty of situations where um, there were VIPs in town and we were playing extra big. And by all accounts, uh, we were pretty confident that they, like 90% confident that they were as rich as they proclaimed and would pay. Right. And even then, we were all collectively expected to take on some risk. Right. You, there's so always risk. It was always yeah. a scenario of like, uh, okay, um, if we're, if like a text message would just be sent to the, to the regulars that always got to play the game. It was like, okay, uh, if we're going to let Johnny Hedge Fund continue to play, we need to loan him a half a million. Right. Are we all willing to split that risk? Right. Right. So now it's not all put on one person. Right. And it's, you know, it's, uh, it's scary in one sense because it's a lot of fucking money. Right, so it might be a hundred k per person in that particular scenario, but on the other sense, it's like, well, that's one buy-in, right? So like, uh, you kind of have to weigh. And you know, fortunately, in all of our time there, um, very few people were ever rolled uh, as far as like being stolen from. I think that there's only one instance I can remember where a guy like wasn't who he claimed he was and ended up. Um, fucking people over for like a quarter million right which for all intents and purposes for the money that was given out is a pretty clean track record even clean though it track sounds, record and literally a drop in the bucket and i it mean it sounds like a huge number but yeah. when you're playing massive and there was millions, millions that was being, hands, being like, exchanged on the finger for sure right. uh on just like you know <laughs> just stacks being passed across the table it's just like unfathomable to the normal person that just plays two five for yeah for fun yeah and i think that uh it's a huge fucking hurdle for these stream games because they want the they want the games to continually get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and especially for uh a stream like live at the bike and i think even poker go to a really high degree uh they're very they're very much critical about how the money is sourced so uh, they they basically are um they're, they're basically, I, I'm trying to be sensitive to this uh, without like getting into too much detail, but essentially like they're not going to put themselves in a position to be a laundering service. Right. right? Yeah. And uh, the problem with, with taking that ethical line there is that you lose a lot of, you lose a lot of good action. You lose a lot of gamble. Yeah. You, well, you lose a lot. Yeah. You lose a lot of loose money. And uh, you really do reduce the liquidity of the overall pool that's capable of playing these stakes. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, there's also Burke. the inherent curve of when you start making bigger stream games bigger on Fridays, and now you're trying to have X million on the table at one time. People aren't going to be so easy to say, oh yeah, this was just a one-off, let's go back to normal 100, 200 on a Friday. Right. Where now you keep pushing the envelope, at some point you burst the envelope and then things revert back to normal. I, I and do that's agree. scary yeah, too. Yeah, I do agree with Brian. I think that this method that uh, PokerGo is using is very sustainable, but as a player, I hate it. As a viewer, I'm going to fucking love no, it. That's, well, yeah, for sure. I'm going to love it. And honestly, right. like this game is actually big enough where I don't hate it as much. Because I think restricting or putting a cap on the buy-ins puts everybody on kind of a level playing field when you're playing for an ungodly sum. Yeah. Um, but like adding the the quote-unquote ICM factor to cash games mm -hmm. is so painful to me. Yeah. Um, the beauty of this structure, though, is that no matter what, you're just very, very, very deep. Very deep. So even right. if you got down to like your final 100K, uh, 
barring it being on day three, you're still going to be at like 100 what are, bigs. What's the biggest the blinds get? 2-4? Two, 1-2, one, two, two 2K any. One, I thought two, it was 4K. That was, no, oh, sorry, 4K any. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 1-2 one, one, two, with a 4K any. Yeah. That's yeah, a yeah. massive big So game. how does this work? It's yeah. just like the blinds go up every... So it, the structure is actually really great. Uh, so I've played this before. They've done an escalator format. The difference was instead of doing it over three days, they did it over three levels. So it was six hours each, every two hours, mm -hmm. uh, the stakes would change. And I hated it. I, I just absolutely loathed everything about it. But it wasn't meant to be very deep. We started with like, I think the times that we've done it, uh, it was two 15k buy-ins or maybe two 20k but it, it was relatively small right uh and we started like 200 blinds effective so it would start like 50 100 no yeah yeah it would start like 50 100 and it would end like two four yeah i remember that right um it was like a yeah it was like a hybrid yeah yeah, yeah. i played it a couple game. of times mm -hmm. uh, i really didn't enjoy it because yeah. uh i think it actually yeah, the, hurts the action yeah, the fact that they're so deep makes it completely different yeah, yeah say, that was a lot smaller probably yeah so if it would have been yeah you it was, it was so they go they go every half they, they raise the blinds once each day uh twice or yeah sorry once each day right and so they, they don't raise the day. blinds they just raise the ante so the day blinds... one is 500 500 500 ante uh and uh, then they raise it to 500 500 the next 1K day ante. they raise the correct then the, the blinds, blinds double the next day and the ante doubles halfway through the day okay. oh, that's kind of cool yeah I, I think the structure is actually really great um, because it's not that escalator format. It's not like every two hours you're put in a blender. Right. It's a three day long cash marathon. Yeah. yeah. Where each day the stakes are going to go up. Mm -hmm. Uh, the only thing that kind of, the only thing that I, I feel is um maybe a little bit annoying to the players in the game is that the amount of money on the table is fixed. So, as the stakes go up, their win rate should naturally go up as well. But it's still pretty much capped. At, if you want every chip on the table, uh, you can only win you know so much. And there is a scenario where that could potentially happen. We could see a heads-up battle for six million yeah. on day three. That'd it's not super dope. probable. Is uh, is there? I'm, I, I, mean, I assume there's a shot clock too. Uh, I would imagine so, yeah. but I'm not positive. Are there any rules? It on could be like facing a, a three billion dollar decision. Actually, you're right. Like running out. You're of right. Trucks. The shot clock actually would be a very important addition to right because you want to see as many hands as possible. Yeah, well, more importantly, you don't want... There will be a disparity. There will be somebody who is like... Trying to... Right. Well, there's, the two, there's two things that will occur, right? Somebody will be short, which will make them uh, want to play slower, just right. naturally. Yep. Somebody will be within striking distance of winning the side bet. Right. Uh, so to clarify for everybody at home who's not familiar, they all also put up an additional 100K side bet, and the person who wins the most over the three days that. scoops that 600K right. side pot. Yeah. And that's a lot of additional uh, EV because, right, so you know, we're estimating that, like, the, the big winner might be around a mm -hmm. million. So, like, 60% of the big winner could... You, you could be increasing your win rate yeah. by like 60%. Yeah, and all there. of a sudden you're ahead with two hours ago and you're just stalling. Exactly. Uh, guys, right? guys, guys, just... guys. We have we have a very special guest. Special guest? We have a very special guest okay. on the line. Let's go. What is popping, Mr. Jaffe? hey -o. Can you? Oh my. Can you guys hear me? Oh, we, we hear, hear you. you. What's up, guys? Pleasure to be here. I got my special solve for Y headphones on. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you're ready for poker out loud. I know. I know you guys like to roll. I know you can't really only... 
You can only be in there with these type of Bose headphones. So I got a special pair for this. Really excited to be here, <laughs> the, guys. <laughs> look, listen, the truth of the matter was that Amazon was running a Prime Day special mm-hmm. and I bought six. <laughs> That's a fact. What's poppin', man? How you like your new job? What's going on with the commentary? Oh, man. What a week. What a week. No idea what to expect. I get I get thrown in the booth first time ever just to see Phil get eviscerated. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, I don't think people understand how good I ran in so many ways. I have to get thrown in the booth there. Phil has to, like, lose that hand. That hand doesn't have to play. You know what I mean? Like, right. it just, there's so many. It's it's the best I've ever ran in my life. By far. <laughs> He's folded kings before. He could have done it again. Oh, man. He could have just folded the river. Like, yeah. I, what you know, like, like he, he, like Berkey said, the man wanted out. He wanted, yeah. he, he had, he wanted no more. He got his wish. And we got ours too. <laughs> we definitely did. Like, how did that come about? How did you just get into the booth? Like, um, Robbie. So, uh, I met Robbie. Joey Ingram introduced me to her in Vegas like a month ago. And, uh, I told her, I was like, hey, like, we were talking and I was like, hey, can you like help me make some money off the Twitter stuff? Like, my wife is bugging me. And she's like, oh, yeah, I got you. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to book you some gigs. And I was like, okay. Like, and then, uh, Literally the night I found out I, I got the PCA or whatever package, she texted me saying, hey, do you want to do commentary for Live at the Bike? What a sick day. Yeah. <laughs> well, the best part is I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say no, but I said, can I say whatever I want? Um, but yeah, I was, I, was, I was literally texting with her and I saw this braggy video. It was, it was, a, it was a great night. That's but not great. as good as Tuesday night. Not as good as Valentine's Day. That was one of the best nights of my life. It was a treat for sure. <laughs> um, I have I have many questions. So, <laughs> first of all, let's let's uh, let's talk about your perception of the game as a whole. So, from the commentator standpoint, because you got to watch all of the hands, I haven't gone back and watched the footage yet. You were there for three full days. Uh, you got to see all of this play out. What is your perception of? We'll leave Phil last. Uh, what, what's your, first of all, your perception of uh, Robbie now compared to Robbie at Hustler? I mean, obviously, it's, it's super confusing. I don't, really, um, I don't really know what to say other than she just you know, played really tight. And I, I, I only really watched the stream where she played with Garrett, and she was obviously playing way differently. I don't really know how to gauge that. You know, I thought that was kind of obvious. Um, but my perception of her hasn't really changed at all. Yeah, I, I think you and I are on the same page there. Uh, well, actually, my perception may have changed a little bit in the sense that uh, she truly is like a way sweeter individual than she came across in a lot of those interviews. Um, but my overall perception of her, like as far as like a poker player and uh, any involvement in this you know, whole kerfuffle at Hustler or whatever has still pretty much remained the same. It's an anomaly. Nothing makes any fucking sense to me and I don't have any answers, but uh, it's definitely a weird fucking hand and it's a, it's a weird body of work as far as like the hands that, that have been played uh, prior and thereafter. Yeah, it's it's definitely unpredictable, but she was always unpredictable, you know what I mean? So it wasn't like I came in expecting something, you know, yeah. like... To me, it kind of her character is is the same, and I would also say just just talking with her and stuff. Like I wouldn't have 
I wouldn't have done it if I didn't like her. You know, I right. wouldn't have meeting her and didn't kind of like her personality. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have said yes to do it. You know what I mean? Through her. Yeah. All right. Second question. Uh, why did you have to do me so dirty <laughs> on the hand versus the driver where he just drills the fucking jack on the turn and you're out there slinging it like this man is just the gangster of all gangsters with the jack deuce dude because i'm sitting there and i'm looking and the driver's got jack deuce and he's 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 throwing like a 2x over bet on the river against you and, I, and you just got a 10 and i'm like this man it hasn't taken him too long to just figure out exactly what bird he has taking <laughs> him to the most ultimate pure school of like old school rally car value town and you have to understand that hand i i thought he had jack deuce i just thought he was like going nuts but but then got in the matrix and figured out what you had and if he had jack deuce that's just like one of the best hands ever you know what i mean i, yeah. I understand he didn't have jack deuce but i thought he had jack deuce when i saw the hand i never realized until afterwards until i talked to you that he had jack 10 yeah i uh i know it wasn't your fault i just i just wanted you to explain i <laughs> I went back. That was like one of the few hands I went back and watched. And I was just like, this looks so goddamn ridiculous <laughs> where there's a, like this one card be, being misread or whatever the case may be where somehow he had Jack Deuce on the graphics, but actually had Jack 10, even in real time. <laughs> what makes it even worse is uh, I call River. I see his hand and I go, whoa, that was a thin value bet. Uh, and what I meant was for the sizing, not not in general. Obviously, Jack Ten should bet there. But if you don't see the if you don't see his hand tabled, which I guess the the stream didn't, no, we didn't see it. And you all think that it's Jack Deuce. Now my comment even like further corroborates. Yeah, that he actually <laughs> had Jack Deuce. Just a sicko. <laughs> yeah, you thought that was a thin value bet. What do you think I was thinking? It was the best <laughs> I ever seen in my life. Oh man. Uh, it was painful to see a Jack Duck there from just like it was, first That was a really fun hand to watch live. Yeah. So fun to watch live. How does he just do this to you? Uh, <laughs> uh, last question. What was your overall impression uh, of doing commentary for the first time? Uh, th this is the first time you've done it, right? Yeah, I've never done it before. Um, I, I was blown away by how fun it was. I, I don't... I, I, I do try to watch some of these poker streams, but I don't really ever like get that into the hand aspect of it and and i did not expect that like i came in with one very specific obvious like sort of understanding that i wasn't going to talk strategy you know and then i'm in there and i'm watching the hands and all of a sudden like everything is super interesting to me so that was <laughs> that was shocking honestly yeah. um that was really what i didn't expect to see and also it's just it's so funny because like Everybody was telling me like, oh, you're going to go in there. Like, you're going to be alone. Like, how are you going to talk so much? I was like, I don't think people realize like my problem on the stream was it wasn't being talking too much. It was I, I like I, I talk too much naturally. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the problem was I, I don't know how to stop talking, honestly. And my wife beforehand was like, yeah, we got to get you out of here. Like I was I, I talked. I, she doesn't even literally let me talk to her through extended periods of time because I talk so much. Um, <laughs> so being able to do that by the third night, I kind of got my reins in a little. But yeah, it was just so much fun. I, I couldn't, I couldn't really believe it. And to be, you have to understand, like without, without really setting it up, without preparing, just getting in there. That my first night is the Helmuth blow up. Like, I mean, come on, like it was completely surreal. Yo, is is the driver actually Ubering you to the airport right now? I mean, you look like you're on a rally course. <laughs> I look like he went I on a bunch confirm. of speed bumps. 
I cannot confirm if the driver, the driver may actually be an Uber driver. I think that that, that got a little messed up in his profile, but I, I may be in the driver's backseat right now. He's very cautious. <laughs> We're in traffic right now. We're in LA traffic. I'm hoping we get on some back roads and he can open it up a little. <laughs> uh, I was going to make a request that your next t- tough convo was for the driver, but I, I think you just kind of nailed it right there. there. There's nothing more to really be said about it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, driver. Sorry for exposing you, man. I, you're a great rally car, but right now we're stuck in L.A. traffic and we just kind of got to do the speed limit. <laughs> do you have intentions of doing this again? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, anybody like it was it was so much fun, dude. Like, it's just like you got to understand, like I've been playing poker. I've just been playing like live poker. You know the shift of playing like a live PLO game in Ben Salem versus going <laughs> in the booth and like getting to call that game on Valentine's Day was like I can you even imagine that that type of like shift in excitement especially if I'm somebody that doesn't like really love like playing poker but I sure. like to talk you know and I li- <laughs> like like it was just it was a crazy crazy week I'm still kind of like it, it almost feels like you win a big tournament or something you don't really know what happened like that's that's what I feel I, I just feel like I I I you know hit the Sunday million or something honestly <laughs> That's awesome Um what was yesterday's stream like? I didn't get a chance to catch it, but obviously the 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 streams kind of de-escalated throughout the week. Uh, was the action? Yeah, so that was that was another big thing that actually really worked out well was because, I mean, it was such a it was such a rush because that Helmuth hand happened very quickly. Sort of, it didn't really seem that way, but he was gone for the table and then he was back. So it all kind of happened quickly, and I was so caught up in the moment that like once it passed, I was just like all right, well, what are we going to do for the rest of the week? You know, like, yeah. <laughs> but quickly I was reminded that we still had Berkey in the game and uh, we, we still had to play. And it, it was, it ended up being extremely surprising to me how good the game was through the whole week, honestly. Um, and, and the game with you, I mean, like, I'm sorry that you had to fall on the sword, but, but sure. there was a lot of entertaining hands. Like, you know, it wasn't just you, like, you know the driver the driver is the ace jack offhand i i really loved calling that hand um against al i know it was frustrating for you to have those three minutes of your life taken away but um you know it was and then the game yesterday was just like it was like a content creator game you know what i mean so it was almost like a nice come down because the stakes were much smaller it was much more um like relaxed but it was also like that's a big game for that kid frankie you know what i mean like i met him with joey in vegas so I really felt like through the whole week, like I kind of, the cool thing is when you're in there in the booth, like it's hard to describe, but you, you feel like you're really feeling the player's emotions kind of, I I don't even know how to describe it. It was like, it was kind of like an out of body experience, honestly. So what did you feel when Berkey saw aces? I was just, that was, that, that happened very quickly. That escalated quickly. And all I was thinking about is my God, Berkey has literally been needled to, to death about playing the jack four bounty after dusting off a hundred to eric the previous night and today they ask him to do the jack four bounty but he says no it's not going to make the game big enough so he requests straddles (laughs) (laughs) i really tried to convey this in stream but i just don't have like the Uh, nick or ali like flair to just get it in there but i don't think people understood like you were the one who increased the size of the game (laughs) instantly bloated the pot to a point where you just got mega coolered and in big blinds it's not that bad but in money it's just a shit ton of money you know like dude like you guys were playing 100 200 some hands you know what i mean like and and that money just rips in 
but I mean, just as a fan of poker, as a fan of the stream, like it's just incredibly entertaining, you know? Um, and I'm sorry that your blood had to be sort of our enjoyment, but you know, it could have been anyone's. <laughs> uh, it's, it's what I'm here for, man. I, I, I don't mind. Uh, I'm, I regret the Jack forehand. I don't regret not having the bounty on the site. They come in and they're like, we're playing one, two, four, almost every single hand. And they're like, come on, let's do the Jack four bounty. I'm like, look, at, look around, man. Just look around. Yeah. Who do you think is going to be the one to play the Jack four? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I also think like at the poker table, there's not always the best personalities. And sometimes when a needle runs its course, it's not even that you like, it's not even that you're like, that you care that much. It's just annoying, you know? Yeah. And it felt yes. like you were getting annoyed, not only because they kept doing it and it wasn't that funny, but you were also annoyed because it wasn't even going to accomplish what you wanted, which was like to get your money back, you know, to yeah, play right, right, right. To pump the stakes. You're like, I'm getting needled. It's not even funny anymore. And it's not even going to make the game bigger. It's probably just going to induce me to like make a, a, a bad three bit out of position or something. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it, it's like, what, what do you, so, so you, you just immediately ask for the straddle. <laughs> you get your wish. You just get this absurd setup hand. It like happens so quickly. It was, I mean, that's the thing is these hap these hands happen naturally. Like there's a lot of randomness and, and, and like, I consider that run good for me as a commentator because the more that shit happens, the less I have to do, you know, like yeah. I'm just in there fucking sweating with, with everybody. No, it's, um, it's, it's very true. It's, it's calming almost whenever there's enough action for you to just be like, are you guys seeing this shit? <laughs> You're watching with me, yeah, right? It's like calming. Like the way taking MDMA is calming. Like, you just <laughs> feel really good. You know, like yeah. you don't have to do anything. You just feel good. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense to me. For what it's worth, uh, just to clarify, I wasn't actually annoyed uh, with Ozzy tanking. He's just such a nice fucking guy and does no wrong. And he's so good at the game that like me being able to pick on him for being slow in a moment where like it's obvious that he did nothing wrong. It wasn't even him being slow. It's just that he had three, four spades. Well, yeah, that just makes him slow. He's never folding. <laughs> um, but, but like, it was just an opportunity to kind of bust his chops because the truth of the matter is nobody plays faster. Like, he just plays ridiculously fast in most all decisions. And when he takes time, he should absolutely be afforded that time. But I also know, as well as he knows, that he's always calling in that spot. So it's kind of like one of those scenarios where it's like, who, who else's balls am I going to bust at the table? I keep calling the driver a professional and he doesn't even want to acknowledge that I exist anymore. And, you know, Eric Hicks is stone sober and on a 20K downswing right now, so he's not super chatty either. What's left? God, he's the best. <laughs> Yeah, wins 300 the day before, loses 20k the next day, and can't squeeze a word out of him. <laughs> Eric's the best. How does he just sun run all these situations also? He plays well. I know he does, but how does he sun run these situations? Yeah. Where, uh, where to next, Dankness? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to... I'm supposed to go to Cherokee tonight at like 11 p.m. It's like a super long flight. I was like a week ago, I was super excited to go to the series out there. You know, it's like a really fun PLO series. I, I do really like it out there. It's not a PLO series, but there's there's PLO games, cash games. But now I feel like I'm like, I might as well be flying to Haiti tonight after the week I just had, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, and maybe maybe it's a little large for, for tournaments, but you know, PokerGo is doing a, a PLO series coming up. Yeah, no, I mean, I love, you know, I love watching David Peters kind of do his thing, just think about spots, but I don't really want to sit next to him 
Right. With like eight other people. But you don't want to watch him think in person. <laughs> no, I did uh, enough of that. At, at, that was my whole PCA experience. That was why, you know, I, I people are like, how are you going to complain about that? I'm like, because I had to sit next to David Peters for 10 hours. Sorry, like, sorry, like, sorry. The, tur the turtleneck master. The turtleneck master. Speaking of turtleneck masters, what's going on, Landon? Late night. I, I kind of <laughs> wanted the details on that. What we, excess? What did we do last night? Because what's up with the gear today? No, I'm just. I've I've been dealing with like the sinus infection. So yeah, I, nothing exciting. He's bright, just sick. Yeah, just sick. There's this bright light right in front of me. So the glasses, Brian's Versace glasses. Those, from, those uh, are nice glasses, though. Don't you agree? These are a rare artifact. This is circa like 2006. <laughs> circa, yeah, those are my circa 2008 main event uh, glasses. We have a picture yeah, I mean, of I, Brian playing the main event with these glasses, <laughs> with a full tilt uh, track jacket on. I uh, I I just turned on the. I actually scrolled through a couple of your pods uh, this morning, and the last one I see is like Landon hosting in like you know like a poker gear, and he's super excited. Now he just looks like he's been on like a bender for a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yo, the, week strong, the week gets long by Friday, like man. Star, yeah. yeah, the week gets very it long really, by Friday. Really does. <laughs> we don't, yeah. We only did four days today. We had the pod that we type that we taped, like we did two, but we've only did four pods, but it feels like a lot. Yeah. yeah speak for yourself. It's been a full week. Yeah. Uh, you've been uh living the retired life and now you're unretired again. <laughs> I don't know if, if this entices you at all, Will, but uh instead of Cherokee, there's a nice WSOP circuit series going on here. We've got a seventeen hundred main event this weekend. Mm -hmm. You know, you might wanna No total neck masters in that. Come 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 swing your dick there's around a, a little there's bit. There's a tortoise. Yeah, there's a tortoise. Not really. I, I did I did want to apologize to the, to the turtle I, I mean the tortoise i think i <laughs> called him the turtle a few times he did. I, I, it's, the, it's it's the tortoise right that's right it's the tortoise <laughs> it, it, it was too, great right? because you were like you're like yeah shout out to uh you know the, the only friends crew we got landon we got conrad and berkey and that funny guy they call tor turtle <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm sorry about honestly no, man, like, hey, hey, i'll take genuinely, it genuinely genuinely sorry about that man I, I, no no apology I, necessary that one's on me that was one of my biggest regrets on <laughs> it was a great it was a great experience but the one thing you can't if get over is calling yeah, him the turtle right if that was your only mistake you did very well are you ready for poker out loud now poker out loud yeah i feel like you, sh you no, should I be on i don't like i don't like wearing these headphones that much honestly they're kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> i'm happy to call on you guys but this is that's you know like other than like you know like late night when i i don't want to i just want to hear some music i i, I can't really wear these headphones so <laughs> <laughs> oh, all great, right, man. All right, I'll, I'll get you out on this one, but I'd be remiss if I don't ask. Where where did the tough combos originate from, and uh, can we expect more? Yeah, like those. I, I really, it's a combination of things. But okay, a couple things. Joey had me on his podcast <laughs> way back in the day. Like you remember the first Joey pods? Like I oh, was yeah. not yeah. one of the you know like one of the you know when he was when he was first starting. And I remember one of the things that that. I really liked was I, I went on this burning man rant on there um, <laughs> about how annoying I, I thought it was that like poker players would like come up to me, you know, and be like, Hey man, like, I just really, just really think like, you know, if you're around, like you really check out burning man. It's like a crazy experience. <laughs> like you just, you just, let me just put it this way, man. You just got to feel the burn. And <laughs> I, I would just look at them and I'd just be so like, I, I, I would just, my insides would want to explode because I knew if I saw them a week later, they just like give me some angry grunt and head nod, you know, but they, now they want me to go to the desert and do MDMA. It was like the most <laughs> classic poker player experience. 
So I, t- I, I ran it about that on Joey's pod and like 50 people came up to me randomly after that, that I would see in casinos and be like, dude, that burning man rant was so on point. And I was like, fuck, that's so nice that I, I wasn't the only one who had to experience that. You know? um, I'm with so, you by the way. Yeah. Fast forward. Like I'm on Twitter. Fedor is like just, just, just eviscerating the poker scene, you know? And a couple of months go by and he hasn't won any like Triton or whatever that they had, you know, going. And I just see a tweet from him, like tough couple months or something. Sometimes you have to have, have to head into the woods and regroup and have some difficult conversations with your friends or something. Um, and I just got so triggered by it. I was like, yeah, like we're going to start having difficult conversations Fedor, like, as much as possible. Anytime I get triggered, I'm just going to go off on my phone on Twitter. And that's basically, yeah, that's what, so that's basically how it's how it happened. We are very thankful for. Fedor. Wow. I, there, ne- there I never thought I would have to thank Fedor. Yeah, there, will be more, right? there will be more. Yeah. But there will be more, but also people Great. need to understand, like, I can't manufacture them. No, like, right, right, right. It's, like... it's an organic thing, yeah. yeah. Sometimes you're going to have and... a, a tough conversation downswing where you have three months, no no tough combos, and a week of just a storm. The man you've just been, has to be triggered. You've been, wa- mm-hmm. you've been riled up for too long. Right, you know? so everyone no, so... out there, please uh, trigger dankness so we can get more... <laughs> Tough combos. Yeah, so uh, the the that's the thing I've realized is I, I do go through some tough combo downswings, and the worst thing I can do is try to force it, you know? Like, yeah. it'd be like, oh, it's been two months. Like, I got to put out some content. Like, trust trust it, me, with, with this community, yeah, with this community, I don't think you'll have to worry about having material. <laughs> Somebody's going to well, trigger you along the way. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, this week was a serious blast. This is this week was so much fun. Thank you, Berkey, for for joining us on stream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy to play the role, man. Uh, I feel very fortunate that I faded a tough convo up until this point. I think now that uh, mm-hmm. you've been on our show, I, I'm pretty much in the clear for good. So, uh, thank you for sparing me. <laughs> I know I've given you plenty, plenty of material that you managed to overlook. Uh, really appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah, you give no. You you you've been walking on the on the coals, but you haven't you haven't stepped into the fire. And good, good on you for doing that. That's impressive. <laughs> that that is exactly the line that I try to tell them. Yeah. His, his feet are hot. No, you do. And honestly, like honestly, you. And this is another thing about the stream that was really cool was that there were all these different angles and stories. And I thought one of the coolest ones, which I did not expect at all, was honestly, bro, the streamer, Kevin Martin. Oh yeah, came, he came ready to die. Yeah, hundred like, percent. Literally came to the stream ready to die. I don't know if it was like a strategic thing where he was like, "These guys are going to think I'm the tightest dude ever." I play hundred dollar, fifty, you know, like whatever tournaments. He bluffed into Eric in the most suicidal kamikaze spot ever. <laughs> survived. You know, a night after calling out Helmuth for like ruining his week. You know, yeah. like it just. <laughs> There were a lot of different side stories going on. There was a lot of stuff going on. It was really entertaining. I, I just, I do really feel like I ran extremely pure, honestly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kevin won $72,000 and then got his travel expenses paid for by Phil Helmuth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the best thing was like, did that Helmuth video come out after his win? Like, because I saw it after his win and I'm like, dude, this guy's good. He's okay. He's doing fine, Phil. Like, he, but maybe it came, maybe it was just no, like, it was before. It was before. Something. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It was the motivation <laughs> Kevin needed to succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because but, if um, he no, went broke, he could still get away back home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told Berkey he should try to get his travel expenses paid by Phil, but 
don't think it's gonna happen. Someone's gonna need to start greasing my fucking palms, man. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna talk about that. Berkey needs a little bit more love, you know, in the uh, in the game running industry. I'm gonna try to pull some strings for him because, dude, you're uh, you're not the worst player to watch play. No. <laughs> I, I, thank Entertainment you. wise, thank you. I, I do what I can. I but I, I can. also do want to say that that lineup, regardless of drivers, whatever, it was a very good lineup, um, in <laughs> my opinion. I, I, the, the driver, I I really enjoyed watching him play. He, I, I, he didn't see all the cards, but like it was interesting what he was doing. Um, <laughs> and that hand against uh, what's his face against Al, I saw Al after that. I'm not so sure Al was always calling there, honestly. I think Al was really thinking about making a hero fold because when I was calling that in the booth, I, I, I got really excited because I'm like, the driver could use the ace of spades here, the naked ace. But in my head, I was like, there's no way he's going to fucking do it. And then I just see him cut out 70K and put it in. And I was, you know, that was another moment where I was just like, you don't know what's going to happen when you're watching it and you're calling it. It, it, it was just, a, it, was, it was a ride, man. <laughs> yeah, I would... Uh... I would love to play that game every day, despite my track record. I know people probably think I need a break. I would love to commentate that game every day. <laughs> we we might be able to make life. something work. <laughs> Relocate yeah, the family we'll to Vegas. We might be able to get this going. We'll talk. Well, I don't know about all that, but with the technology out there, we'll get something going. That's true. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. It is actually quite ridiculous to have you on site, to be quite frank. Yeah, it's like you're in this little booth. It's like a, it's so weird, like being in the, you're like in this little, like dungeon almost, you know, and like you, you almost feel like you're in like some form of like, not hell, but like you're, you're underneath, like, you know what I mean? Like you're the devil pulling the strings. Like I, I legitimately <laughs> felt like I was, like I was looking into players' souls when I was in there. <laughs> So that's what that was. I knew I felt a little violated. I couldn't quite tell. Yeah, no, I was in. I was inside your soul there a little. Yeah. It, was fun, it was fun, honestly. Yeah, it's been great to have you inside me, Will. Uh, <laughs> thank Anytime. you. Anytime, Burke. Thank you so much uh, for your three days on commentary. I, I enjoyed the little bit that I got to watch. Thank you for calling in. This was long overdue. Next time yep. you're in Vegas, please let me know so we can actually have you in studio and do a, a, a proper sit down. I'm going to let you... you guys uh, yeah, let yeah, you, my, let my you make it safe to the airport. Up, but I, I do want to apologize to the tortoise one more time. Really, I'm <laughs> You're sorry good, about man. That. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell Yang to get uh, you there safe. Yep. <laughs> All right, see you guys. See Later, you, man. man. Thanks. <laughs> see you, Will. Thank this, ladies and gentlemen. Man. Thank this, man. He's, he's, he's the fucking man. great. He really is the best. Nobody's ever going to call great. me a turtle again. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's got it right now. I'm really glad that he acknowledged that I've been walking a fine line between getting a tough combo and right. reeling it in. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously. No, I mean it's obvious, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, even, even Stevie Wonder can see that. <laughs> Fuck out of here. What it, what it signifies to me is that, like, I'm just I'm right just enough in yeah. my outrageous takes that mm -hmm. he can't really, uh, right. you know, nail me yet. Yep. Nail me to it's the cross. coming, don't worry. It is coming, yeah, for coming. sure. Like, you're, you're just... Gonna fall well, it just gives, it gives me more of a, a more of a push forward to see how far if, I can take you. Know what would be great <laughs> if he does a tough conversation with you in person on the podcast. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> he ambushes you. Just a complete. Ambush. I'm, I'm here for an ambush. Oh, I'm here for anything great. at this point. It's all good content. Yep. Uh, I do want to wrap up. I, I know we had many other topics to talk about, but uh, I no, think we can just week. yeah we can it push them to Monday. Um, I do want to kind of put a bow on this uh, No Gamble, No Future high stakes game. Uh, it starts live streaming in two hours on PokerGo's YouTube channel. So this is, this is a very important highlight, I think, 
from my perspective as a consumer and somebody in the industry that they are going to be putting day one fully for free on youtube that's great that's yeah. good uh huge huge um it's a w it's a move in one week what do we think the uh view view count is million uh half a million, Conserv- a million? conservatively a half a million okay um so they got they got antonius rob young robel darkus uh person Eric person and mj yes the- you know darkus yeah, he's, okay. He's the best. So <laughs> I met him very briefly, and he is a legend. So he's great. I had that seat uh, if I could rally up the troops and troops find, find one point one million dollars. It's hard to find one point one million just laying around. I had twelve in, hours. In, in, yeah, in, in a half a day. I had I had twelve hours to get it done. Right. I did not get it done. Darkest did get it done. So he is now the man in the arena, and right. I'm going to sit on the sidelines happily. Oh. Uh, doing some commentary. We'll, we'll see what those cards. Oh, are you doing commentary? No, no, no. Just, just oh. in my own head. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Mental so, commentary. So we'll for sure revisit this game on Monday. <laughs> catch up on all the action. Uh, they're gambling big. Like I said, 100k side bet. So the biggest winner is going to win 600k on the side. Uh, the way that the structure works is you have two 500k bullets. You can take them both at once or one individually. You can't add on in increments though. So you can't do like 500k and then add on 100, add on 100, whatever. It's 500 and 500 regardless. Um, I think there's a lot of strategy to this format. I think that there is uh, a lot of decisions to be made as far as your seat positioning, um, when to take the reload, if to Can take it. Can you add on the 500? Sorry to cut you off. Can you add the 500 no matter whether you're up or down? It's just any yep. point. Yep. Uh, if you're up, uh, like if you're, you're up um, uh, 500, do you have a million for you? Just You could if you want. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Other question is sure do you, you have to add on if you go bust? Uh, yes. Okay. I, well, no. I think you can quit at any time, but you sacrifice the side bet. So that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever's like winning at the end. Yeah. yeah. I like that. If you quit, you lose 100 racks. There, there could be scenarios Wait, where like it's profitable to quit. Maybe. Yeah, you're just up a whole shitload of money. Stakes yeah. are going up. And no, no, no. Because like, I mean, you could just viably still win the side bet if that's true. You could just fold your way out. You don't have to quit. Like, why give up all the EV of the side bet if you're oh, like yeah, yeah. if but you're I'm chip sh- leading at that point? But oh. what I was saying is there could be a scenario where like maybe you're winning three or four hundred, but like you just have the absolute worst seat, and yeah, the stakes are about to raise. Yeah, uh, so it's just like I'll take a 200k win instead of a 300k win. I hope win. we don't see that. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was saying. I, yeah, I don't think in this that. lineup anybody would do I that. I don't think they would either. They yeah. would never um, be invited back to another lineup ever again. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe like, I don't know. Don't I mean, this is this is a special one-off, but uh, I, I do think that there's a lot of strategy involved because, like, say you lose, um, say say like on day one you lose three hundred thousand out of the gate. Well, you're still 400 big blinds effective at 200K. Do you yeah. add on? Right? My instinct would be no. Like, right. I would imagine my strategy would be never adding on on day one if I... Right. Or maybe even day two. Yeah. I yeah. might, I might like, just always have the reserve It's nice to there. have the reserve. How many big blinds is it game. for day three? Uh, 500K? 250. Okay, yeah. So but, I think that I would just, like... I think my strat would be just to play normal poker, obviously, and take all the spots. But uh, there would be a little... A little bit of a ICM factor where I was just trying to also make sure that my second bullet got through to day three. Yeah. Uh, so you don't really care what happens on the first bullet, but you want to try to not go broke prior to day three. I also wonder if the seating is going to stay the same. 
or if they're going to draw seats every day. They should I think probably they should draw, draw every I, yeah, day, Yeah, I think right? they should draw. I think that's, that's the only more fair, fair way to do it. Right. Well, yes and no. Um, because it discourages anybody. So, like, say you get the uh, Jesus so seat then day at one. At the end of the day, you could, you could also try to stall and run out the clock. No, not, I wasn't thinking hands. that. Oh. Uh, but that's true, too. Yeah. Uh, so, hopefully, there's a shot clock to prevent that. But what I was thinking is it... it uh, you might also just tighten up. It doesn't lot. allow you to make very good decisions as far as reloading goes. So now nobody should reload, basically. Like so. Say, so if I know I'm in the Jesus oh, seat for three yeah. days, so you yeah. wouldn't reload it, at the end of the session. Yeah. If I'm in, well, not even that. But if I'm in the Jesus seat for three days, yeah. right? Uh, I might take my million right up front yeah. mm-hmm. and just say like I'm sitting with all of it because like I have the the absolute best seat in the house. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna. But right. um, if I have the worst seat. Uh, I'm never going to take it. But mm-hmm. if if I know that we're redrawing, like now I'm just going to try to play super tight that day and get a better draw the next yeah, day, exactly. whatever. Yeah. Uh, I just think like, you know, these are small things that maybe they considered, maybe they didn't. I don't really know. Uh, but it's interesting see. for us to kind of like dissect from the sidelines. Yep. It's kind of cool because, you know, no one's thought about this. Really. There's strategy. There's yeah. a lot of layers of strategy to it. And at the end of the day, there's $6.6 million up for grabs. Uh, there is a viable chance we could only see one winner. There's a viable yeah. chance we see two winners, right? Like, I want someone to win it all. Yeah, I mean, it would be fucking great, right? <laughs> it would be so super amazing. sick for TV. I mean, we have yeah. five of us here. I think we should all take a pick. It actually would be pretty hard, though, because, like, uh, if you got down to, say, heads up on day three, and the only way I think somebody wins it all is if like, there's a massive chip disparity. So, like, if you just bust everybody up to the heads up, and now all of a sudden you have, like, five million to his one million, mm-hmm. maybe... You could beat him out of it, but still, you're 500 blinds effective, right? Yeah, right. You almost true. need a scenario where, like, the guy who quote unquote wins it all never allows anybody else to get over 500k. Yeah, yeah. Everyone just keeps getting shorter and shorter, and they just keep yeah. winning it all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm I'm really pumped for it. Do uh, you guys have any predictions? Who's the big winner? I mean, <clears throat> odds on favorite for either dusting at all or winning is probably person. Definitely right. true. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go. I was on favorite for straight winning, probably MJ. Yeah, or that's what I was going. Robo, winning the biggest amount. MJ, just winning overall. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I'm asking. No. Uh, obviously, there are gonna be winners and losers. That doesn't matter. I'm asking who is most likely to win all the money. Yeah, Eric. I'm gonna go with my boy Marcus. Okay. Let's go, Marcus. I, I don't. I don't mind Marcus as a pick to click there. Me neither. Um, I don't think that. I truly don't think that, that MJ or Robo are the biggest winners almost ever They'll outside listen. of just like massively strong card distribution. Yeah. And I say that with the caveat of uh, then following that up with, I think they have the two biggest win rates in right. the game. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, makes, makes, that makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Right. But, Side uh, bet makes it interesting. Yeah. To win it all, you got to kind of get out of line. The like, side a, little bit, out of line. a little bit. The side yeah. bet means you have to go for it kind of though, right? Like in a, in a sense, it depends. I mean, like it's all strategic, like different points of the game, like yeah, and it's also just like the risk reward aspect of it, yeah. right? So like, uh, you're only risking a hundred, yeah, so it's like you don't really if you're up like call it six hundred k, you don't want to then double down on that risk yeah. to wit. You know what I mean? Like it's make all it, strategic movement throughout the game. There's like a lot it. of I like this. small moving parts. It's gonna be fun to watch. But the irony or the 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 inter- intricacy of all this is that uh, you don't get to pick and choose when the close spots come up. Yeah. So those close spots could come up very, very early, early. in the session, mm-hmm. right? And maybe you're forced to, or you feel like you're forced to take it because you have another bullet or because like this gives you a head start on the, on the side bet or whatever. That same close spot comes up on day three 
Maybe it's like an auto pass. Yeah, or right? auto take. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. All so like on the game. Th- that that kind of narrative uh throughout, that underlying side bet throughout is gonna be really fascinating. I'm excited. Uh, I, I definitely agree that I think I think that um person is the most likely to be the big winner, but also the most likely to go bust. I think he's just a hero zero in this spot and we'll like for sure go for the side bet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Marcus wins every table dollar on the table now that I think about it. <laughs> mm, sure. Yeah, I started thinking about it for a minute. I think I'm Rob sure. Young's a dark horse. Wow. This man retired me once. I've seen I've seen <laughs> I've seen what he could do, man. I've seen what he could do. He's not gonna he's not gonna take any fucking hands off, that's for sure. <laughs> he tried to retire Keating. The stakes just weren't big enough. Sure. I don't know if you guys remember that, but that's like one yeah. of the most epic high stakes hands ever fucking played. Keating just like overbet rips one pair, and Rob is just like, eh, I call. <laughs> and just drills it. Um, but yeah, um, I'm excited to see what, what comes out of this. Looking forward to talking about it on Monday. We will be back normal time Monday. Talk about all things high stakes poker. We'll be talking about Doug Polk's weight loss bet. We'll be talking about Tortilla out there in the Valley Horseshoe mm-hmm. Main this weekend. That's right. right. We are yeah. going to be talking Let, about the circuit. Too. I won't be here on Monday. I'll be in day Oh, yeah, two. me neither. And we will also be reminding you <laughs> that uh, we have two academies coming up. One April 15th. Poker Out Loud Style Academy, one May 24th, uh, MTT another Style seat, Academy. Another seat just Ooh, went for the MTT, Poker Out Loud. We're back. Okay. They're going. So the Poker Out Loud one is going fast. Uh, the MTT one is up for grabs. It's going to be a pre-world series event. So be sure to head over to academy.solvefory.io if you're interested in that. Until Monday morning, we'll see you guys. Have a great weekend. Peace. Later. Peace.